You think this is the end of it all, man? I'm going to open Cobra Kai dojos all over this valley. Hell, I might even teach for free. From now on, when people say karate around here, all they'll be is Cobra Kai karate. John Kreese's karate. You won't even be a memory. Yes, he will. You won't. <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three party time, minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us again today are Brian and Rose. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having us back. Hi. Hiya. Uh, today, we are talking about, on this lovely Wednesday, uh, minutes 93 to 96 of The Karate Kid Part 3. They begin with a jaunty nod from John Kreese and end with the beginnings of a classic training montage. Uh, so yeah, we pick up where we left off on Monday with Mr. Miyagi facing Mike Barnes, John Kreese, Terry Silver... And I love how he's got this bemused look on his face. I said this uh, on Monday, but it's like he's not really angry. He's just like, really? <laughs> uh, Do you guys think, I mean, skip to the end. He doesn't get hit. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys think he he uh, should have had a tougher time against three, you know, big bads at once? I mean, I Or do you so. like it? Yeah. Okay. If we were filmed today, it'd be a bigger fight for sure. Yeah. I think he should have at least gotten hit once. Right. Yeah. I guess that's the one thing that uh, might be the most unbelievable is that, like, the three of them didn't gang up at all on him, really, to to at least get one shot on him or some, you know, know, it would be a cheap shot. Obviously, it's Cobra Kai. Um, Mm. (laughs) But I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but with Barnes being taken out early and then the two guys, you would think they would fight together, but Mm -hmm. they literally do that traditional thing of, hey, here's a circle full of guys going to fight Bruce Lee, but we're only going to attack them one at a time. Right. So there's that. No, you go. No, you go. Right. You also do like, yeah, I like like the way it's the little guy versus the big guy, but just with Silver's reach, you would think he'd get one lucky shot here or there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even when uh, when he's crouching, he's still taller than Miyagi. <laughs> uh, but let's rewind back to the beginning because, you know, I like to take it apart uh, bit by bit here. Um, I love that John Kreese just kind of – we get this moment where he just like smirks at Miyagi like, oh, yeah, didn't expect me, did you? <laughs> you know, like here we go. You know what this is all about. Um thought you were dead. I got better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Terry gives Mike the signal, and Mike launches a punch at Mr. Miyagi, and Miyagi easily grabs his arm and throws him into a wall. It seems to be everybody's attack against Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> and it's almost every defense that Mr. Miyagi has. He just grabs the arm, tosses him around. Uh-huh. Um, in the junior novelization, it's even more punishing and even more stupid because Miyagi, <laughs> when Mike attacks – just steps aside and Mike just runs into a wall and knocks himself out. So, oh, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> yeah. That's like the old kids in the hall skit where uh, the one did, the little guy would always run at people and the guy would just hold his hand out and he'd yeah. run right into his forehead, his hand in his forehead. Stay down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That one. <laughs> I found this uh, funny behind the scenes video. Uh, like on Instagram randomly. Uh, I saved the link, so maybe I'll, ho- hopefully I'll remember to post this on our social media, but uh, it's the part where Sean Cannon and Pat Morita are, are like blocking this moment 
and uh, Pat instead ducks out of the way, pretending to be like super scared and starts like kind of chattering his nails <laughs> and they both have a huge laugh. So it's kind of funny to see. There's not a lot of behind the scenes stuff out there. Um, nobody was documenting it. They're like, nobody's going to care about this movie. <laughs> maybe somebody was, but I don't know. They're sitting in a vault somewhere. I would well, love to see the if there was that, a rehearsal The fact that video. nobody knows where real life Devil's Cauldron is. Uh, or, <laughs> yeah. or nobody cares to even look. It, uh, it's, it disappears. It comes back every like, you know, 20 years or so. It, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a <laughs> mystical place. It's a hell mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some more behind the scenes trivia for you guys uh, leads into one of the biggest stories to come out of filming Karate Kid Part 3. Are you ready? <laughs> Own saws ready. <laughs> Embraced. Uh, the whole This whole conversation with the Back from the Dead John Kreese was the first thing they shot for this movie. Martin Cove, not going to be available because he was the lead in a new NBC show, so they had to get him stuff done up front uh, and up top before uh, production went to Christmas break, especially since this scene involves more than him showing up and saying a couple lines. He He had a fight scene to work on. So <clears throat> what we're watching here is a lot of these actors first day, uh, f- first days filming, uh, the newest actor, of course, being Sean Kanan, uh, this stunt of being thrown into the wall, Sean did himself, uh, to pull it off. He, they did, uh, 20 takes of Sean throwing himself into the wall. Um, hey, guys, I'm not sure if this is a personal question, but have you ever thrown yourself into a wall 20 times? Uh, <laughs> Only when I'm really I my limit. Yeah. yeah. If I did, I probably wouldn't remember because I'd hit my head too much. <laughs> <laughs> I had a brief stint as the Kool-Aid man, so I actually just went through the wall. So, uh, you know, we, we've all had that experience. Okay. It's pretty painful. Um, and after they wrapped on Martin, uh, Martin Cove, not the show Martin, they weren't filming Martin. Um, they went to Christmas break. And Sean Kanan uh, starts feeling pain in his left leg. And he thought it was, oh, it's all the karate I've been doing. And he just took some aspirin. Uh, and he went with some friends to Las Vegas. And at the Dunes Hotel, at the blackjack table, Sean Kanan, holding three $100 bills in his hands, uh, suddenly passed out right there at the table. Uh, his friends got him to the hospital where they discovered he had actually injured himself pretty bad, throwing himself into a wall 20 times. He had massive internal bleeding and the pain in his left leg was blood building up in his femoral artery. In fact, all the aspirin he'd been taking to stop the pain actually made it worse. (laughs) At the hospital, he woke up to learn this. He's like, what the heck? Uh, And that he found out right then and there, he had to get surgery and to sign a release form saying he was aware that he might actually not survive the surgery. Um, he said he learned from the experience why it's called show business and not show friends. No one from this film or the studio came to see him or called. No one sent him flowers. Nobody checked on him to see if he was okay. Oh. He ended up getting a bunch of staples in his abdomen. And when he uh, let John Avildsen know what happened, he said he had to beg him not to recast the part. Um, I mean, obviously, Avelson was worried about his safety. Uh, and I found out he almost got replaced by none other than Brandon Lee, which Whoa. would have been a crazy. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. But, you know, I wouldn't want Sean to die for it. Uh, 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> and given the never mind. All right. Uh, the only way he could keep the part was to come back to set earlier than the doctors would authorize. Um, so when he returned to set, he found that they got a stunt guy to do every future action scene for Sean, and that Sean would only do the close-ups from here on out. Uh, Sean got super upset about this and I guess he worked with a guy from the, uh, LA Rams, a, a trainer to get him back into fighting condition. He ended up doing every single stunt after that, except for the scene where he jumps into the car outside the bone, the bones eye shop. That's the only scene that he did it. Apparently wasn't authorized well, to do is jumping into a car thrown, huh? through thrown through the door too, right? No, that was before that. So a stunt oh, right. man actually did that, but it was only probably because, you know, right. Yeah, it wasn't karate. Mm. Um, still, he says throughout he was praying he wouldn't get kicked um, where they sewed him up. Like throughout the tournament scenes, he's got staples in his abdomen and he's 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 consciously like, oh, my God, I'm going to get nailed. Um, he did end up doing a workers comp lawsuit after. And in the end, he says he maybe got a thousand dollars out of it. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, since I learned that story, every time I see Mike Barnes hit that wall, I like wince. Uh, I mean, the guy almost died for that just one stunt right there. <laughs> like in the movie, it doesn't even look that hard. It looks like he's no, you know, it's not very convincing <laughs> him hitting that wall. I, they must have used one of the bad takes or something. I don't know. Yeah, they liked how he slid down the wall, but they didn't get the right impact. I don't know. And, and honestly, the whole point of that scene is just to get him out of the way and to turn the lights out yeah <laughs> right and uh yeah i don't know if you guys look very closely but the light goes out but the switches stay up yeah. <laughs> so he completely missed the switches on his way down yeah. uh, he, he he hit it so hard it internally it, the wires got dislodged and oh yeah that's true out. Um, also when he slides down the wall, he is facing toward the dojo windows on his stomach, but a moment later he's facing the dojo doors, uh, on his back. So, Hey, continuity, come on. And I like all that pain. They didn't even get it all right. (laughs) And they could have saved this and got a guy who knows how to turn the lights off. (laughs) We all know who that is. No snake. (laughs) Oh, right. That's his move. That is his move. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't usually throw himself on the wall to do it, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit more uh, gentle with it. Yeah. All right. So I, I hope Sean Cannon has a better time in Cobra Kai. That's if he comes back. I, you know, I, I mean, no everybody's, everybody's assuming. Come on. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. They're all coming back. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, we don't know anything more than you all listening, but uh, – no, but I just mean, assume that they're coming, everybody's they're been working back. under the assumption that that, that, that is happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So Miyagi turns and faces the two Cobra Kai senseis who then bow to each other and say, party time. <laughs> well, then they come up with that. That's cute. <laughs> I don't think we saw that in the flashbacks at uh, Cobra Kai. Like, we should say party time to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over the snake pit. Yeah. 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 Uh, for the real nitpickers, not the not the uh, ones that were uh, uh, satisfied by the position of where Sean Cannon lands shots that I already went over. Um, in the wide shot where you see the two bow, if you look in the mirror under the ladder behind them, you can actually see the shadow of the boom mic operator. 
And so I want to give a shout out to Forrest Williams, whose shadow that is. He also worked on Rocky Five. Should have been wearing a ninja suit. <laughs> yeah. He, that, that way his shadow wouldn't have shown up. Um, and also, oh, I have a quote from Pat Morita on more fighting in this movie. He says, I don't know what to say other than the creative powers that be and the studio heads and those that measure the barometer of audience reaction felt that, well, they loved it when he beat up the big guy. Let's have him beat up two big guys this time. <laughs> so he's very uh, uh, nonchalant in the interview I saw. Of him. <laughs> um, all right. So Terry turns to Miyagi, gets ready to face him, but Kreese steps up and nudges Terry away. World friends. I think this is really exciting because this is where the movie originally should have been. What what it should have been. If if Martin Cove didn't end up getting cast in that TV show, production delays, yada, yada, yada. This should have been Kreese's revenge the entire movie. Uh, Kreese facing Miyagi for the humiliation that he endured at the tournament. Uh, You know, I'm trying to get some payback and actually maybe I, I, you know, I, I'm fairly certain like those rough drafts or whatever had, Daniel being convinced by Kreese to actually let him train him and that he was reformed or whatever. And uh, that would have been really interesting. <laughs> I feel that's a little more far-fetched though. Like, you know, so as much as I would love this to be Kreese's movie as the main bad guy, I like that a, a third party had a Kona come in to manipulate Daniel because, and plus yeah, we'd miss out on silver if not. <laughs> It brings Harry in the next movie. I don't know. I, I I kind of think that maybe, you know, if they wrote it well enough, Kreese could have convinced. Like he's he's lost his dojo. He's down in his luck. You know, he could come to Daniel and Miyagi and be like, hey, you know, I, I, I learned the error of my ways. And these guys are they're good guys. They're willing to forgive. They're willing to forget. Uh, maybe, you know, Miyagi more than, than Daniel. But I, I just think that would have been really interesting to see how – how Robert Mark came in, writes it. So Daniel is convinced that Kreese is a better help to him than Miyagi. <laughs> well, in uh, a way they did kind of get, tell that story in Cobra Kai, but instead of with Daniel with, with uh, Johnny, because he mm-hmm. did kind of come back humble, a, uh, kind of a broken man, a, um, uh, a change man, you know, somebody who yeah. was trying to make right for what he did wrong. It's just it, this time they did it with Daniel. So in a way we did eventually get it. You're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. And and, and honestly, it, it's with the time involved, it seems more believable that he's had this uh, reformation, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Not a year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Terry Silver. I just, I'm a super fan of the last two movies and uh, I just, w- it just would have felt so right. But yeah, we got it anyway. You're right. Um, all right. So Chris puts up his fist. Miyagi waits. I love that Miyagi's, I don't know, but Matt, you could probably comment on this. Miyagi's fighting stance is usually just resting. Crease's uh-huh. <laughs> fists are up. You know he's going to launch one, but Miyagi's like, he's just waiting for it. And you'd, and I don't know, maybe the resting thing is more of an unpredictable thing. Like, you don't know what, ex- what to expect from this old man, you know? Yeah. Whereas you can see Crease is about to punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Miyagi's just like, I know you're going to do that thing that you did in the parking lot again. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to hold up some windows for you, dummy? Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, Miyagi has a, like a very much of like a, a, a David Carradine kind of kung fu 
kind of yeah, stand yeah. where it's like everything's slow motion, but he, he kind of moves out. He, like he uses momentum and all that. So he's like, it's like Tai Chi instead of actual karate. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Kreese's stance with his fists, like right, like parallel right in front of his face. Like that's not very karate, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, Looks more like Guile. Oh. Looks more like Guile from Street Fighter Two. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I am so sorry. And you know what? Last Monday, I I I feel so bad. We missed out on talking about Daniel's bloody knuckles and Terry regarding them. But <laughs> this time, I cannot let this slip. We I forgot something on Monday, and it's something that we've been building towards. What? That is something that I learned from you. Is the fact that when Mike first attacks Daniel and gets him against the wall. Mm-hmm. Daniel tries to sweep the leg. Right. So I, I just wanted to say, like, of course, he, you know, Mike sees it coming or he fails doing it. And uh, that's just one of those subtle things I never noticed about this movie is that yeah, he got yeah. trained to sweep the leg, but yet he completely biffed it or Mike was completely ready for it. I'm not sure. Mike knows that he was trained to sweep the leg. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I know you're going to try your new super move. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to say. Took that as silver being like, oh, I'm going to tell him like this most basic move is what everybody falls for. So then he yeah, tries the yeah. most basic move and it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like two seconds. All right. Well, I just wanted to acknowledge that. But um, back to this fight. Kreese uh, throws a right cross. Miyagi knocks it aside, punches him in the stomach. And then he's down on all fours. Uh, he uh, launches a heel into Crease's face and then uh, sweeps his legs with the other leg. That's what reminds me. And then me. something flies out of Crease's hand or his shirt or something. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I didn't even. I didn't even notice it. Do you have it up right now? No. Oh. The, the, uh, I can't go frame by frame on a, on a podcast. I don't want to edit. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's brass knuckles. <laughs> I just, I yeah, was, brass knuckles. I really want to know what that is. That fell out of the ah. pocket comb. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. we'll go with the new hard time on planet standard. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a packet of something, like a packet of soup mix or something. I don't know. Oh, Crease has got to be a soup fan. He's so broke. <laughs> what kind of soup do you think Crease likes? Uh, ramen. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be ramen. It's real cheap. <laughs> Uh, uh, listeners, look at that scene and tell me what that is. Yes, please. We'd love feedback. Uh, we will. We will definitely bring it on up, up on next week's show because uh, you know we're basically recording week to week right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this this is a pretty sweet combo. Uh, despite the heel to the face looks very pulled. Mm. Um, like it seems like Crease is kind of reacting to that more than it should be. <laughs> Um, the close-ups are Pat Morita and everything else here is our old friend who helped beat up, beat the crap out of the original Cobra Kai. Uh, Fumio Demura is back on the scene, mm-hmm. ready to, ready to throw down with some, some guys. Um, Miyagi goes for the finishing snap, but Kreese actually rolls away quick, gets back up. And I, this is one thing, like, I was worried that. Crease would be another like, oh, just throw him into a wall or trip him really quick. And then he's out for the count for some reason. <laughs> but I like that. This is kind of like surprises Miyagi, you know, he's rolling, he's rolling away. He's, he's, he's more spry than he looks mm. like our original. Like, I love that our, our original big bad is not so easily disposed of. There are two, actually two rounds of fight fighting between him and Mr. Miyagi. 
Yeah, yeah. This is probably the most he's had to hit somebody to knock them out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Kreese does a front kick and punch, which uh, Miyagi easily gets away from, grabs him, elbow drop to the back, knee to the chest, and another elbow drop for tossing him to the floor. And yeah, it's so great. It's John Kreese. It's got to be a lot of effort to take him down. I like how he lands with his eyes open and then he's like, uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting back. Oh, I'm not getting back up. <laughs> so tired. Uh, so, uh, Matt, I mean, we didn't have much to talk about with uh, poor uh, Sean Cannon getting thrown into a wall, but here's, hmm. a, here's, our, here's a fight to analyze. I mean, you've, you've made some commentary. What, what overall, do you think how, how well they did with Crease uh, versus Miyagi? Uh, again, I wish it was more of a back and forth fight instead of so one sided all the time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I don't know. It's the most I've seen Miyagi have to move and have to yeah. himself to to take someone out. And I don't know. It, it looks very brawly. It's not. There's not much like karate form here. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like a scrap. Uh, and I always hate the moves where they go down on all fours. <laughs> like they do that a lot in Cobra Kai too. Like that's one of uh, Samantha's signature moves. And I, I'm just like, no, it's too slow. Nobody would walk into that. You're, yeah. It seems very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting yourself on the ground <laughs> and it takes a while to get down there. It takes a while to get back up. Yeah. yeah it's not anyway. wrestling or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I still enjoy it. I still, I still like seeing him beat up Kreese here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're surrounded by mirrors. This is a very Bruce Lee group fight. And here we go with Miyagi turning to Terry, who's excited to face him. And he starts doing some uh, stereotypical martial arts yelps, like kind of like Bruce Lee, uh, waving his hands around, just kind of trying to mock Miyagi. Mm. Um, racist, I guess. I, I was like, is this racist or is he just kind of like playing up the Bruce Lee thing like uh you know teasing him like uh like that i don't know it seems pretty racist (laughs) yeah i was i don't like to assign racism to every last thing but coming from silver it was definitely meant as a disrespectful racist type of thing you know i mean he has said some racist terms in this movie already he's still got more to say exactly so knowing his character yes it was a hundred percent a racist thing he wouldn't have done that to daniel yeah. I mean, that, that's how you can, that's how you can tell the difference, right? He did it because he's an Asian. Yeah. You know, he's an Asian American, you know, so that's why he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you were wondering where he was, we finally see Daniel limping back into the <laughs> dojo. Where was he all this time? Is he, uh, you know, what, what happened when he went out there? He was moving the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Miyagi nails Mike through the doors, yeah. hands Daniel the keys, park this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the, that's, that's canon. That's, that's the story until Robert Mark came and disproves it. Uh, he's, he's wiping the blood off the car so that it doesn't, you know, on, Miyagi on. doesn't go to jail. If only we could have had like the Dixie horn playing as he knocks him, <laughs> like, just like the grandpa from Lost Boys. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So Daniel, the worst thing about the Valley is there's so many karate guys around here. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, uh, smirks as he faces Miyagi and goads him on, uh, it says, come on, little man. Let's see how good you are. So Terry attacks with one of his huge kicks, which Miyagi dodges. And then he spins around to kick again. Miyagi ducks. Terry punches a couple of times and 
Then Miyagi, of course, grabs him and throws him into a wall. <laughs> Nobody can lay a hand on Miyagi. Nope. Chosen got him with a spear once. Once. He's too back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we described the action. I don't have much to say about it. Terry turns, tries another kick at a punch. They miss. Miyagi does something different than grab a limb and swing. He actually pushes Terry away. Then Terry circles, does a high kick, which Miyagi just pushes up and knocks him on the floor. Uh, but when he gets up, Miyagi delivers a knee to the face. So it's almost like defense, 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 and then in for the killer move. Uh, Terry gets up, tries to punch again, and Miyagi tosses him by the ponytail, maybe, <laughs> into the mirror, which uh, crashes and dumps that, buckets of white paint on him. That was when he uh, tried Crease's patented never work move. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just like pulls back and just, you know, lunge punch. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so a lot more uh, high flying kicks here and there. Uh, Miyagi does a couple of different things. Uh, Matt, would you want to, you want to rule on this fight? <laughs> well, Terry's, uh, Terry's kicks are nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I think the first time I watched this, I was, I, I don't know. I think I was a little worried for Mr. Miyagi, but you know, I knew better, but <laughs> mm-hmm. not, not too much suspense, but it's enjoyable to see Miyagi lay waste to these guys. <laughs> Yeah, Terry, Terry's form is really good. His kicks are, and his punches are really good because you can tell he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And now we get a nice humiliating moment for Terry Silver. Crease uh, got a honk to the nose, uh, but this time Miyagi bows to him and then starts waving his hands and making Bruce Lee noises right back to him. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> One of the best scenes. That's my oh. favorite. Oh, it's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See that that's classic Miyagi because he's given the bad guy, and again, we've already established Silver was being racist. He's giving it right back to him. He's like, "You little man, I just well, he's a big guy, but you know what I mean. Like you're a little person. I just beat you. Here's your taunt right back in your face, and and, yeah. and a much more like in a much more intake like it's like a, like a like a silly schoolyard kind of way he does it to him, <laughs> like, a, like a mocking." And exactly. but it also shows his humor. Like he's always like he's a funny dude. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. You're an idiot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot, and I'm just gonna throw it right back at you. But uh yeah, Terry is defiant. He bellows after Mr. Miyagi, who walks away uh frowning and is just like, You think this is the end of it? you know. Um and then we see Crease uh stumble to his feet to help Terry and Mike sitting against the wall with birds flying around his head. Um and blood starting to pool in his femoral artery. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, since Terry mentioned all the karate dojos he's opening, it would have been funny if Mike yells, and I get 50% of them. <laughs> and Chris is like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> you told me I got 100. <laughs> and this will be the plan for Cobra Kai season four. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the other thing is, uh, yeah, Terry's freaking out and he's like, you know, from now on, when people say karate around here, all they mean is Cobra Kai karate. John Kreese's karate. And uh, and he grabs Kreese's gi when he's saying John Kreese's karate. And I just want Kreese to be like, hey, hey, you got paint all over you, man. I, was, you know, I pressed this earlier. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's why Kreese doesn't wear sleeves. I don't know. He's grabbed by people with paint. All right. So 
dumb joke. And moving on. Terry yells that uh, Miyagi won't be a memory. And I love that uh, Daniel, like, gets to, gets gets to put a word in here. Like, you know, he will and you won't. Uh, they didn't. I mean, that was dumb. <laughs> that wasn't a good comeback. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think it's I think it's great. And it's got it was like a basically nice. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. He basically said, uh-uh, no you. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they just laughed. They're like, what was that? And they laugh at him. I don't know. It's me. When two kids are fighting and one of them can't think of a good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. No, I you. don't know. I, I, to me, it's like cut to 35 years later and Johnny Lawrence is like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Whereas everybody's still talking about Mr. Miyagi. Well, with hindsight, he was proven correct. But yeah. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but I, I, I think that even if you disagree that the final word is kind of dumb, I like that he gets it. And I love that he's the one that's manipulated and betrayed. And now he deserves to get, he, you know, Miyagi laid them waste, but. At least he gets to kind of give a little shout back. I don't know. So it was Daniel, a nice try. You know. <laughs> Daniel and Miyagi look back uh, in. Of course, now they're in the dramatically lit entryway uh, at Terry and Crease. And Terry and Crease are like absolute madmen. Just got their butts kicked, and yet they're laughing like hyenas. They're just like, "Yeah, you might have beat us up, but we're gonna teach kids, and I know you won't like that." <laughs> so. Keep walking. That's the uh, cocaine talking. <laughs> uh, I I, I want to cut that out and play that as like one of my favorite sound clips from this podcast. A young child telling telling me, no, that's the the correct. That's the cocaine talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rose. <laughs> uh, Daniel asked Mr. Miyagi if he'll train him. And Miyagi finally agrees. So, yeah. We definitely got to bring this up. What changed Mr. Miyagi's mind? Like the entire movie, he tells Daniel, if karate is used to defend honor, defend a life, karate means something. If karate is used to defend plastic metal trophy, karate no mean nothing. Like he urges Daniel to burn the application. Daniel does saying, I want my karate and your karate to mean something. Like what is the difference now? Mm. Like he was getting threatened. He was getting beaten up and trees broken and... Mr. Yeah, but still Miyagi, never, Miyagi never saw it. He didn't see it. It doesn't. Ha- it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Miyagi well, knows it's like crease in those guys. You know, like like this is a big plot, really, for that's left over from old old uh, you know rivalries, I guess. And yeah. and he, I think he also realizes that there's now it's basically three on one if he's training by himself. So Miyagi's. You know, he's got to look out for him. He knows that what he's up against, I guess. It, it is about honor now to him. Before it was like, who cares? You know, we could replace the shop. We could replace the, the stolen goods. That's, you know, that, that's, that's whatever it is. But now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's been manipulating my, you know, stepson basically this whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to help a little bit of more, more clarification, I don't know if this helps or not, but this is a, this is something from uh, the junior novelization. Now the book is more concerned about how Daniel feels and his inner monologue. Uh, and it really kind of reminds me of the Daniel from the Cobra Kai uh, series. The quote is the fact was that if silver's champion won, no matter who he beat, he, it would be good 
it would be good for his reputation. It would mean the Cobra Kai method was the best. It would mean that hundreds of youngsters would learn to kick knees and break noses. Daniel couldn't let that happen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't really, really say what, why Miyagi changes his mind, but it yeah. kind of is like, you know, you know, Daniel's starting the scene saying, no, I'm not going to fight in the tournament. Now Daniel's like, you know what? I, I need to fight in this tournament now. So, I like so. that that informs future Daniel though. You yeah. know, like they pick that up and run with it. Cobra Kai. It's pretty neat actually. Yeah. Yeah. He feels, uh, I think he feels responsible and, uh, yeah, I guess the older he gets and of course he's got, he knows kids and his, his daughter and son. So yeah. <laughs> um, so Miyagi glares at the cackling jackasses and tells Daniel they need to leave. Uh, I love how Daniel gets a smile on his face. He's just like, now he's confident. He's like, Mr. Miyagi's here. I got nothing to be afraid of. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. So we good with that scene. We're running it all along. So we got a couple more things to talk about here. Um, we move to a shot looking at the sky where there are seagulls flying around and we know Exactly where we're at. We're back at the beach. We're doing some classic Karate Kid training. We got Bill Conti doing a variation of the original training music. Uh, this one's called Kata Training, but it's pretty much like a rearrangement of the original Karate Kid uh, training music. Uh, Dan- Daniel Daniel on the beach, I think, or Daniel sees a bird or something like that. Um, because, uh yeah, even though Terry says he's wasting his time with kata, um, Daniel Miyagi are just practicing that kata on the beach. That's all they're really doing. <laughs> this, this is use them. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually the, the original beach from the the first movie, Leo Carrillo State Park, State Beach. Uh, it's in Malibu. If anybody wants to visit it, um, but yeah, I could watch this all day. Just inspired by Bill Conti's music, we got Zamfir wailing away on that pan flute uh our two heroes moving in tandem with each other waves crashing behind it's just it's it's, this is karate kid right here this is what i've been waiting for (laughs) but uh they decide to do a little uh rocky four as well because we're going from daniel miyaki training and then doing their peaceful thing and then we go to drago or mike bards (laughs) destroying bricks um, Rose and I were talking about that today before we recorded. I'm like, this is very much Rocky Four. I'm like, Daniel's <laughs> like training in nature, like Rocky did, and and Drago's got you know the the, the trainers and the high tech stuff, and, and they're cutting back and forth of how they're doing. I'm like, this is Rocky Four, <laughs> right? Right. I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed that. <laughs> did you notice this though? They, for some reason, as we're zooming in on Daniel Miyagi, they decide to play the exact same brick breaking shot over again. Like they show. Yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Mike hits a brick and then it's like Daniel Miyagi. And then we'll see that scene again. <laughs> like you they really? could have just, they could just throw just something in there. I don't know. Or cut it earlier. Or, uh, we see, Mike hitting some punching mitts. Is that what they're called? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Terry and Kreese are dressed down in their black tank tops. You know, civilian disguise is gone. Uh, Mike punches a punching bag. And meanwhile, Daniel's still doing kata. And at this point, we're wondering, is Daniel going to practice fighting at all? <laughs> <laughs> or is that just cl- classic Karate Kid too? <laughs> um However, in the junior novelization, it doesn't get into detail, but during Miyagi's training, Daniel learns uh, tech, uh, 
some techniques of karate and it just says, quote, how to kick, duck, block, and punch. That's what he learns during this uh, montage. But um, yeah, I don't know if you've seen, I think it was originally supposed to be in this montage, but there is a behind the scenes photo uh, for Karate Kid 3 where Miyagi pulls out this giant training device um, and this is supposed to be the thing that they cut from part one, uh, Mr. Hashimoto, uh, hmm. which is basically just a thing with all sorts of, uh, it make, it looks like it shoots out different po- boxing gloves at, at, at the person and he, they're supposed to like duck or whatever. So I'll try to remember to post that too. I probably won't post anything. I'm sorry, people just, just, I guess message me and I'll be like, Oh yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else for these minutes? Nope. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, we'll have to find out on Friday where this montage takes us. I'm sure no matter what else happens, both Daniel and Mike will be fully trained by the end of it. Uh, Cause that's just the way it works in the eighties. Uh, so thank you again for joining us, Brian and Rose. Uh, you. Come back on Friday. Yes. Yes. We would love to. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, it's, it's Wednesday. It's our day to do plugs. Matt, take it away. Uh, karate. Kid minute at gmail.com. That's correct. <laughs> uh, and then Google us. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, party time. <laughs>